And it is Tuesday, July the 12th, 2022. I'm back here for another report, daily news, where I am checking out what is going on in the sport of boxing. All right. And uh, the big news that dropped, okay, in the last 24 hours, this time I'm in full HD, full sound, and I'm ready to go because the news that dropped in the last 24 hours is that Gilberto Ramirez, all right, looks like he's going to get his big shot because the WBA has ordered Dimitri Bivol and Gilberto Zurdo Ramirez, all right? This is courtesy of the reporting of Jake Donovan over at the boxing scene, all right? Great website. Y'all should check it out. Dimitri Bivol finally has his marching orders. The leading candidate for 2022 Fighter of the Year has been summoned to next make a mandatory defense of his WBA light heavyweight title against number one contender Gilberto Zurdo Ramirez. The bout was formally ordered by the WBA on Monday afternoon with the two sides given until August 10 to come to terms to avoid a purse bid hearing. Quote, Bivol's champion, period, is conditioned to a term of 24 months and his last mandatory fight was on March 3, 2018. His next one was to be after March 2020. Carlos Chavez, chairman of the WBA Championship Committee, detailed in a letter to both camps, a copy of which was obtained by BoxingScene.com. Quote, for that reason, he must face Ramirez. Quote, in case they do not reach an agreement in the given time period or in any of the parties refuse to do so, the WBA will have the right to call the fight to a purse bid, unquote. Bavol is represented by Matchroom Boxing and career-long manager Vadim Kornilov. Ramirez proudly fights under the Golden Boy Promotions banner with manager David Suh handling the business side of his career. Guys, I'm very happy about this fight. Uh, for a number of reasons. One, with Canelo deciding to tr- chase Triple G for a third time or agree to that fight, Bivol really didn't have a big opponent lined up. Now, Eddie Hearn had been rumored to be trying to make a fight with Boazzi for Bivol, but I think that at this stage in his career, Zurdo is much more experienced, much more prepared for the big task ahead of a Dimitri Bivol. Zurdo's also a proud former world champion from Mexico. And Bivol just took down the legendary Canelo Saul Alvarez. Look, if Bivol uh, loses this fight to Ramirez, that's a huge feather in the cap for Gilberto Ramirez. That's, you know, something that, that he'll be able to say, listen, Canelo couldn't do it, guys, but I just did. Canelo didn't get the win against Bivol, but I got it. And imagine if he can somehow, you know, get a knockout victory here. I mean, that would just be a huge feather in the cap of Gilberto Ramirez. And it would essentially launch him into, I would consider to be superstardom at this point. And at that point, 
Canelo would have two interesting options really at 175 where he said he wants to go back, right? The options would be the Bivol rematch, right? Or on the other hand, the option would be facing Gilberto Ramirez. So look, Bivol, Canelo 2, big fight. Gilberto Ramirez defending the WBA 175-pound championship against Canelo, also a big fight. So I like I like the stage that this is set, right? I, I like the options that are on the table now. We've got two guys on the zone. Canelo's also affiliated with the zone. You've got, you know, another Mexican taking on Bivol. So it's going to be big in Mexico as well. Big fight. Happy with the fight. And here's a question I have to all of the people that have been saying, well, you know, I'm not too impressed with Zurdo. Well, if not Zurdo, then who? If not Zurdo, then who? Well, the WBA's made it clear it's Zurdo. And in this case, I don't always have a lot of positive things to say about the WBA. But in this case, I've got to admit, that I'm I'm really happy about this fight. So later on today, in fact, uh, shortly after I finish this live, I'll be heading down to Madison Square Garden for the press conference, right, to announce Paul Rockman Jr. And apparently a Showtime exec has said a lot of guys were considered and dismissed leading into this fight. This is courtesy of the great reporting of Sean Nam who writes, in the end, Hasim Rahman Jr. met all the criteria to be involved in Jake Paul's latest foray in the ring. Rahman Jr., a six-year professional and the son of former heavyweight champion, will take on YouTube star-turned-boxer Paul in an eight-round cruiserweight bout set for August 6th at Madison Square Garden on Showtime pay-per-view. The bout will be supported by Paul's friend and business partner, Amanda Serrano, in a 10-round women's featherweight title bout against Brenda Karen Carvajal. Rachman was installed as the opponent for Paul after the original adversary, Tommy Fury of England, was denied entry into the United States, thereby jeopardizing the card. Fury is the half-brother of Tyson Fury and has appeared on reality television in his homeland, the show there being Love Island, guys. According to Showtime Sports head Steven Espinosa, Given the commercial demands of the pay-per-view platform, not just any substitution would do, which led to a few rejections. Eventually, Rachman, 31, was given the nod. Quote, he's a big, strong guy who's been boxing a lot longer than Jake Espinosa said of Rachman on the boxing podcast with Chris Mannix. Quote, it's a little bit of a strange endeavor because obviously we need somebody with a bit of marketability and a name because it is supporting a pay-per-view quote. Therefore there were a lot of guys considered and evaluated and dismissed, not because they weren't good fighters or quality matchups, but they didn't have the marketability to hang your hat on a pay-per-view. Many, including Espinosa, believe Rachman, 12 and one, six KOs to be a fair, far tougher out than Paul uh, would have faced against Fury. Given that Rachman is outboxed, has boxed his entire life and could reasonably be called a quote unquote real boxer. Paul has taken the boxing world by storm over the past couple of years, but his wins have all come against non-boxers. So interesting to me here, again, I'll be heading down to this press conference in a couple hours here in New York City. But I kind of like to know the names that were being considered personally, right? Because 
I, I'd kind of like to see who they were talking about instead of of Paul because sorry, instead of um, Hasim Rahman Jr. Because Paul made it seem as if you know it, it was Rahman Jr. immediately that he's built different that this is the opponent that he wanted. Looks like that might not necessarily be a hundred percent the case, and that in fact Paul may have been looking for somebody else other than Rockman Jr. as a uh, second option after Tommy Fury. I'm interested in that. Um, we'll see how it goes. And uh, look, a couple more stories out there that I think are worth at least reading the headlines for. One of them is that uh, Luis Ortiz is eager to avenge his loss to Deontay Wilder, would fight him three, five, or ten times. I invite you to look into that article if you're interested in reading a bit more about Luis Ortiz. I don't see Luis Ortiz fighting for a title anytime soon. Um, the Andy Ruiz fight that's up- upcoming, I don't think it should be on pay-per-view. Uh, it's very rare that you'll take two losses against an opponent and get a third fight. So, look, Wilder ain't going to happen. I've been hearing talks about Der- uh, Deontay Wilder against Derek Chisora. That's a more interesting fight to me. Neither guy has faced each other before. It would be really interesting to see Deontay Wilder you know, try to get a win out there in England where uh, I think he, he would sell quite a lot of tickets. So I like that fight. Uh, the other headline here kind of interesting is about Freddie Roach, who apparently doesn't think Pacquiao has anything more to prove. I don't know how you couldn't agree with that. And his wife doesn't want him to fight either. I'm with that. Uh, you know, Pacquiao shouldn't still be fighting, guys. Exhibitions, okay, maybe, but... I mean, he is an established politician there. I'm sure he has a lot of businesses. I mean, it's one thing to train in boxing, to stay in shape, uh, to continue to fight. Uh, I don't know. I, I personally don't want to see that. And and just look at Floyd Mayweather as an example with his fights. I really haven't been all that excited about his exhibitions, nor have I found them uh, very pleasing on the eye when I'm watching them. They're, they're just not really that engaging to me. Um Anthony Yard trainer, which is Tunde Ajay, uh, says that they were cocksure, inexperienced before. Now the experience is there. I don't know. I don't really agree with that, I, especially when it comes to Arthur Bederbeeb. I think that that's, at this point, a fight that they should really take a warm-up fight for, especially considering that they've been out of the ring for quite a bit of time. And Bederbeeb was just literally in the ring destroying Joe Smith Jr., if I were managing Yard, I would want an interim fight. And last one here, uh, you know, uh, is is about the fight taking place in Tokyo tomorrow morning. Both fighters have made weight for their title fights, and that is good to hear, all right? Kazuto Yoka and Dani Nietes have both made weight for their title rematch in Tokyo all right, if you're watching here with me, uh, you can see Ismael Salas looking like a proud papa there standing behind Kazuto Ioka, who's facing off in this photo against the 40-year-old Donny Nietes. This is a rematch for a great split decision win fight for Donny Nietes. I've really been looking forward to it, and um, I-, I think it should be really interesting to see. Personally, I- I'm very interested in seeing this fight. And here I was, all right, um, thinking that this headline was about Tim Zhu, 
but it's not. All right. It's about Nikita Zhu and uh, Nikita Zhu's back. He's going to be taking on another Australian fighter by the name of Horn. All right. Um, Nikita Zhu is apparently uh, doing great things in the gym. I've seen him fight a couple of times. A lot of people are, are actually higher on T- Nikita Zhu than they are on Tim Zhu. I don't know if this is going to have U.S. television coverage, um, but, uh, you know, it's Battle of the Brothers. It's Jeff Horn's brother against Tim Zhu's brother. It's Ben Horn against Nikita Zhu. It's a domestic fight. Um, I'm interested in seeing Nikita Zhu. I was a huge fan of his father. So it's interesting to see that they're putting a big uh, card together for him. And uh, that's going to be it, guys. Thank you for checking out the news with me today, July the 12th, 2022. All right, check in with me later for content around the Jake Paul Hassim Rahman Jr. fight. All right, that is it for me, and I am out of here. Take care, everyone. <laughs>